0: Today I was kind of thinking about something really weird, which is like so par for the course when it comes to me. Um, we have a friend that we're kind of heavily invested in. And, and it's not so bad that it's, it's like some kind of scary ass credit risk because we do have, you know, collateral and stuff. But what's really kind of upsetting is that uh, when he does have to miss a payment, it, it becomes a, a, a fucking process. It's like, you know, why don't you just call and go, hey, Mark, you know what's happening with me and, and my finances and my business with the city and all that. And so they're, they're throwing some fucking wrenches in the way. Um so, how are we doing, you know, should, should I sell one of my kids and get you paid? And, you know, I'm like, no, don't worry about it. So, if a person is a, enough of a friend to come to you, and this can be for either you or your friends or, or, or people you deal with. It's like, if someone is a good enough friend, where you feel comfortable going hey um, could you lend me some money I mean we're not talking chump change here and uh, and you're comfortable with them enough because you respect them as a friend to say sure let's work out the details then why why would they take this um, position of non-communication you know, and and, and then to, to post things on Facebook, it's like, hey, me and my family are going for a four-day vacation up in uh, wherever. You know, to, to see a friend that's getting, you know, something done religiously, you know, in his church. And we want to be there to support him. It's like, hey, that's, that's really great. Now, what about this uh, chunk of change you... Uh, that you're 2 3 months behind on. You know, just a a little you know, fucking heads up, really. It's like, "Yo, hey, what's up?" So it's aggravating. And 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 I you know, we know the person. like I say, it's a friend. And uh and it kind of led me into this thinking that it's like, you know, he's a very religious person and talks about the church and his life and all that a lot to the point where he's, you know, been trying to uh, explain some of the principles to my wife, who's agnostic on religion. We're both very religious and believe in God, but not to organize religion. And so, you know, he's, he's you know, trying to persuade her to look at his point of view. And I'm thinking, well, you know, if if then why can't you be honest in your dealings with your fellow man, especially a friend? And so it took me down this path of, you know, religion, I guess. Because in his religion, and when I when I say this, a lot of people will know what I'm talking about. You know, the principle is, you know, love God above all things. And then your family... And then your church. So it's like God, family, church. So church is way down here. And this religion tends to think all the time it's like, well, when I when I'm constantly doing stuff for my church, that is me loving God. And and maybe I'm wrong. I could be, and anybody can write me a comment and say, You're wrong, Mark. But I take God literally, the things that I do choose to believe, either from a personal testimony or what I've read in the scriptures, which I take most of those with a grain of salt. And I've explained why, you know, so. Um, so if, if God said, here's, here's the priorities love me, I'm your dad. That's why you're here, my plan. And then love your family, because, you know, that is why there was the, the choice in, in the Garden of Eden of eating the apple or not, you know, to have a family, to go out, be fruitful, multiply the earth. So family is number two. And then your church. And, and so it, it, it's like, okay, then if, if my church is at the bottom of that pile... And my church friends are saying, hey, come over here for two or three days because I'm doing this thing in the church and it would really be nice if you supported me. Well, okay, if all your ducks are in order and your, your, your priorities are figured out and, and running smooth and you haven't dropped a ball somewhere around that you haven't you know, paid attention to, then sure, go. But God has always said, you know, provide for your family. That's because he's God and then there's family. So he wants you to not be an infidel. He wants you to take care of your family. And it's it's all over in the scriptures. You know, a man that can't provide for his family is less than an infidel. You know, I don't know what scriptures of those are in. And, and please don't ask me to figure it out because I'm not going to. Um, but we know that he thinks it's important. So. If you're religious and God is number one and then family, then don't drop the ball with a commitment you've made financially to go run around and worry about something that your church wants you to do. See, because that's that's third on the rung, church. And, and most people say, well, when I go to church, I'm, I'm loving God. No. See, he, he laid them out three things. He didn't say, love me and your church. And then family and all that other shit. So I, I take it literally that church was really at the bottom of the priority list. But loving God is number one, and, and figuring Him out. And you can you can bastardize it all you want and say, well, I can't figure God out if I don't go to church. That wasn't the plan. So you you're 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 in a way kind of hurting your your ability to take care of your family when you're you're becoming a bad credit risk with a friend and and you're also showing me that your word either means nothing or you're so caught up in this this catch twenty two. You know, it's like, I love my family, so I gotta do this because my family expects me to be here and help this guy and do the, the baptism or whatever the fuck it is. It's like no. Not when it's Not somebody in your community, because you wouldn't have to go on vacation for three or four days if it was someone right next door, right? So, this is how I see it, and it it kind of it bothers me because I I don't like friends when they when they do that, and and it hurts, you know, my wife's feelings quite a bit because she's like, why can't he just call and say, hey, I'm having some troubles, even if he had to say that every fucking month, hey, I'm having some troubles. How can we work this out? Because see it's it's we didn't invest in him because he needed a loan to buy crack or something fucking stupid. We believe in him and what he's trying to do and the business he is trying to build. So if he comes up short four or five hundred dollars every month or two weeks or whatever, I don't care because that's not the point of the investment. The investment was in him and now I'm starting to see that him is not doing so well on that. And, and, and so, I'm trying to look at it, it's like, well, okay, he's got a family, and he's trying, and he's working on his business, and the city's fucking him over, and all this stuff, and he's trying to keep church up here, because he believes church and God are sympatical. and so, it, it just seems that he is allowing himself to be put in a position that's not conducive to my trust towards him. So when when friends do that to me, I just have to back the fuck off. See, I have friends that are batshit fucking crazy, you know, when it comes to politics or anything. And I won't lend them money, no matter what the reason. But I'll still talk to them. I'll go hiking or fishing with them, but I'm not going to talk about politics. See, so there's these pigeonholes that I put little notes in. And so, one of my friends says, hey, how about you lend me $1,000? I can look at that note and go, no chance in fucking hell. Okay, no, I really can't this time of the year. I'm, I'm kind of stressed. Want to go hiking? No note in that hiking box. Yeah, let's go. That'd be fun. Because, see, he's still a friend of mine. He's still an acquaintance of mine. I've known him since sixth grade. But I'm not going to talk politics. Now, he's never asked me for money because, you know, he, he doesn't. But, so, you, I look at people differently. I go, okay, you have moved from this position, in my opinion, to where all the pigeonholes were pretty much empty and there was no negative notes in there. But now you're you're making me put little notes here and there, like, are you a man of your word? Will you, at all expense and cost, keep me in the loop and do your best to pay me so you can take care of your family and build your business? So I see that the priorities are slipping and, and and it gets into the religious point of it. It's his religion and his principles are slipping because he's like all the other people that I've met that in Christendom that are this way. They believe God is number one. And then most people think family is very important and then there's church. But they they, they merge the church and God together and, and then they think, Well, if I make a sandwich then in the middle is my family, so we're all happy. It doesn't work that way. God made it very clear. There's me. All I want you to do is love me. I don't want you to call me every fucking day and say, yo, what's up? Well, oh, I need another, you know, miracle here because my life's going to shit and my friend's got cancer and this and that. It's like going, oh. you know, because let me ask. Because see I, I notice in my podcasts I don't ask enough questions. So let me ask you. We're talking religion here, so I assume that most people that don't like religion have tuned out already, so fine. Um, Why would a god put a veil over our eyes to where we can't see the other side of the veil, which is everything that happened before we got here, and then expect us to call them every day going, what's up? What's up? What do I do? What's over there? What are you doing over there? What's going on over there? What am I supposed to do today? You know, do you hire a, a an apprentice to constantly bug you? No. You teach them some principles and then you, you help them master those. Like, okay, try this. But you don't want them every time. It's like, uh, you know, uh, what, what was that thing with the screwdriver? Do I turn it to the right or the left? What do I do here? And and then when you're across the warehouse trying to do something, he's like, yo, boss, I forgot this. I forgot that. And you know, if they're really trying, you don't really mind. But the reality is I hired you to become that person. So figure it out. I'm not going to fire you if you do it wrong 20 times. As long as once you've learned how to do it, you're doing it the right way without cutting corners. So, why would God put a veil over our eyes and say, look, you don't need to know what happened before you got here, because that's not the plan that we came up with in in the debate in heaven, or the war in heaven, or whatever you want to call it. He's like, you're going to go down there, and this is what you're going to do, and you're going to get a body, and then you're going to be tempted, you're going to be tempted, see, there there it was, And, and I need you to make decisions. I don't care if you make the wrong ones because my son Jesus is going to pick up the slack for all the wrong ones you did as long as you're fucking trying. But he doesn't want you knocking at the veil. Hey, what do I do now? Yo, yo, you you in there? You told me to pray all the time. No, he didn't tell you to pray. Some church told you that. So, I just, it, it confuses me. You know, when I talk to people, they're going, God this and God that. And see, the thing is that when I I talk to my friend and and other people and the family and stuff, I'm not active in their church. I used to be. I served a stake mission in the Mormon church. I was up there. I was an elder and never made it to high priest because I didn't really think I wanted to because I didn't have a testimony. But I was there. So when I talk to them about these more lofty principles, I'm not questioning God. I'm questioning the intelligence and the knowledge that we have learned. Because God probably wants us to do that. That's why he said, I I need you to fucking think and make decisions so then we can judge you to see if you're worth a shit when I hire you for the job. Whatever that may be. It's Very figuratively speaking. So... You know, it, it, it's confusing. And then when I talk to people about my theory on the war in heaven and, and motive, method, and means, like who had the motive to create all these false churches and these false prophets and these demons and these miracles and all this confusion to fuck with our head. And, and I'm just talking to these people about it. I'm like, no, no, no. You know, it's, I have the veil too. So we both didn't get the memo. We just don't know. They, they'll just dismiss me because I'm not in this part of their world anymore. I'm, I'm down here. See, I'm kind of a fuck up. Quit going to church. I was growing and growing, and we would have listened to you if you were up here, but you're not. So, and and that's aggravating because I talk to a lot of people with my business and stuff, and some of them are very Bible thumping religious. And you'll be talking about just shit, like, you know, my theory on religion, their theory on baptism, and blah, blah, blah. And then, then you'll kind of you know, stray a little off course to them. And they'll go, well, Mark, that's not the way it works. If that's how you feel about it, you're not going to go to heaven. You might go to hell. And it's like, that's kind of a presumptuous fucking statement. First of all, you're not supposed to judge me, even at that level. So, fuck off. And then it's like, so God put a a more translucent veil over your eyes than mine, because mine's a fucking dark black curtain, boom. I don't remember what happened over there. He didn't want me to, and if he did, he'd have fucking told me. So, like, you have different memos than I get from God, because, you know, I have the Holy Ghost also. So he's only talking to you. But that's kind of funny because other people I talk to feel the same way, but they're not part of your religion. They're Jehovah's Witness. You're a Baptist. He's a Methodist and they're a Buddhist. And from what I can tell, they all think we're all going to hell, but not them. You and the Catholics and the Mormons and the Buddhists and the Muslims, they're all going to hell. I'm special. God loves me. You, not so much. So, It's aggravating you know, when you try to to expand your horizons and talk a little bit about religion and God and things that are very important to me. I don't make light of them to seem like I don't care. I make light of them to try to figure them out and go, well, what if it's this? What if it's that? And then people go, well, you're not supposed to waste your time doing that. Oh, really? Am I supposed to waste my time reading the Bible for the fucking third time? Because that's just all a bunch of hearsay. In fact, if I went to court... And tried to prove that God told me to do it. And then they're like, where's your evidence? And I brought up Bible scriptures. They'd go, that's hearsay. It's not admissible in court. It may be when you're being judged by God. But here in a courtroom, the human of equivalent of the judgment day, we have a fucking veil. And we don't know what you're talking about. So that's all hearsay. So I like talking about it. Going, what if maybe... You know, have you ever grappled with a problem, even if it's like building something or remodeling your car or rebuilding your car or remodeling a room or or working on your office or something like that and there's just something that's not, it's like eating at you and you're like, I can't figure this out. And then you go to sleep or you're watching some stupid fucking sitcom or something, you're like, got it, bam. It's because that is hooked to that, which has given me the feedback loop and a grounding error, which is making all the noise in my microphone. Bam! See, you knew, you just couldn't recall it. And so, you think about things. And when you think about them, the answer comes to you. And you really had no clue right up until you had that epiphany, like, wow, I'm a fucking genius. Hell yeah. So. This is my kind of a rant, you know, just to say, look, if, if, if you have commitments with people, talk to them. You know, if they were willing to lend you money, then they'll understand because they're your fucking friend. If, if it's a commitment like a loan and a signature and all that shit, you agree to that before God, angels and witnesses, basically, that you were going to honor that contract. Fucking do it. But when you're a friend... And you're not honoring that. It really, it really jeopardizes that that friendship, that little bit of intimacy in a friendship, the, the the fucking little jokes and the and the funny little looks. And you're like, I got you, Bob. Oh yeah, I know. We're sabbatical on that one. All that breaks down. And and so you don't want to be that person. And and I heard a good good quote one time. It said, "Be." Um, be slow to make a promise, but be quick to keep it. And I think we're all very quick at making promises. Sure, I'll do that for you. I'll help you move. Even something stupid as that. And and then when they they call and go, hey, next weekend I'm moving. It's moving day. Got my new place. Yeah, I'm not going to be feeling good on that day. What? Seven days away. Say, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be going fishing. Yeah, do you got a boat or you got your fishing license? No, I'm going to get it though. It's like, you know what? Fuck you. I hope you don't catch shit, but a cold. So you don't want to be that person. And and trust me, I've learned this the hard way because for years of my life, I was that person. I was always fucking things up. I'd get over my head in debt because I had kids and stuff. And it was just constantly run, run, run and try to stay out of the meat grinder and just stay a little bit ahead of the wolves at the door. And just a little bit. And sometimes I'd trip all down, get eaten by the wolves, or get so out of debt. And one time I had a, a bill with one of the big, you know, stores at one time. And, and uh, I couldn't pay it. I just couldn't. I mean, life was shit. And so, uh, you know, I just, finally they just wrote me and said, we've written you off, go fuck yourself. Kind of in that terms. Which really kind of bothered me. Because I had always wanted to, you know, meant to, to honor that commitment. And I couldn't. And I, and I tried telling them and stuff, and they're like, "Well, sorry, I'm a bill collector, I can't help you." It's like, okay. So, five or six years later, you know, I'm trying to rebuild my fucking credit, and, and I see this charge off, and, and I only had like six, eight months before it just rolled off my credit. And I called the company and I said, "Hey, you remember me? Here's the account number and all this. You got this on my credit?" And they're like, "Yeah," and I go, "I need to pay that $500." And they're like, Dude, we wrote it off, we don't even care. I go, reopen the account and take my money. Can you do that? So after about two months, they, they said, yeah, sure. If you're really that adamant about paying this bill that we've forgotten about a long time ago, fine. But even the guy in the credit department he goes, you do know that once you pay that off, it's going to come back on your credit for seven more years and show a sh- charge-off paid which is going to look really bad because you let it go for so long we charged it off. And then all of a sudden you woke the fuck up and kind of come to Jesus moment and paid it off. And I was like, I don't care. I owe you money. And I feel bad about it. You know, it took me five, six years to come to that conclusion. So we all grow. There's room for growth in this master plan of God's. And that's why I have a good relationship with him. But I'm agnostic on Organized religions and that's why I say there's God. I love God. I love my family and then there's church and church can be He didn't say the church. He didn't say my church. He just said church because if you ask any of the churches, they're all God's church Yeah, God set it up. Well, no Paul set it up. No John set it up. Who the fuck cares? Did God set it up? No, why cuz he didn't care That wasn't the plan the plan was for you to, to be here, to have that veil over your eyes and to stumble around in the dark and figure out principles like opening a credit account after five years of neglect. It's the stumbling that leads you to knowledge and and, and being able to see farther. So that's my rant on religion. And uh, <clears throat> I figured the, the shop was... a. As good a backdrop as anything else, so whatever. Ta-da. My neon sign I found. Fixed it all up. Made it work. Route 66. I love it. So, you guys all have a great one. Talk to you later. Love you. Bye-bye. We have made too many compromises already. Too many retreats. We invade our space and we fall back. I'm your huckleberry. The line must be drawn here. This far, no farther. Just my game.